I have come to lead you to the other shore, into eternal darkness, into fire, and into ice. Welcome to St. Paxton, a narrative real play podcast created by friends to explore humanity and endure horror. A world where you can try anything. Hey everyone, welcome back to another exciting episode of Welcome to St. Paxton. I am your Game Master, Veronica. And I'm Stacy, and I play Bellamy. And I'm your Fred, and I play Edward Worthington III. I'm Steph, and I play Clara Carter. I'm Mike, and I'm playing the ghost of Todd's bad decision. I'm Ben, and I'm playing <laughs> Max Anderson. Todd. So you have opened the door. Congratulations. You've somewhat learned how to use a very minor spell. And you get outside and you are standing on the Watley estate. What do you do? So I have a question. Am I... Me or am I Watley? So that's a great question, Mike. And the answer is going to reveal itself with the steps that you take. In due time. Excellent. All right. So the purpose of me coming to the Watley estate was to find the wizard. So I'm going to go see if he's here. Okay. As you think about Jonathan Crandall, an image pops into your mind of a man that is chained up in a dungeon. So when I think of the dungeon, do I think of like the route to get there? No, in fact, you have these little tentacles around your brain that are like just touching in different little areas. And you think about how you wish that you knew the route to it. But the sisters really keep that concealed. Okay, in that case, I will start out towards the Starfire. As you take a step, your stomach twinges. Do you do anything or do you just work through the pain? No, I immediately stop and check out what's going on with my stomach. How do you do that? I lift my shirt. You lift your shirt and revealed is this kind of protruding thing around where your belly button would be. But you see that you don't have a belly button and you frantically start pulling up your shirt and you see that your entire abdomen is sort of bulbous. You're very, very thin, but it's like you don't have a six pack. You just have like rings and rings of muscular flesh around your abs. I would like to roll a science on it just to, to figure out like what in the world would cause this or what what might be inserted into my abdomen. 
Absolutely. You'll need an extreme success in order to identify what this is using science. Okay. 44 out of 91, but not quite enough to get there. And not enough luck either. Roll a d100 for me and let me know what you get. Five. Using Watley's knowledge of the Cthulhu mythos, you are able to pick from his own consciousness and mind that this is a part of your body. It's a defense, but it in certain situations, can also be offensive. These are tentacles. You have to be very careful not to let other people touch them. Just touching them will cause damage to anyone. So it's very important, and you kind of tug at your shirt a little bit, and you notice that Watley always has an undershirt on and then he has basically a button-up shirt trousers a vest a jacket all the time and you kind of think to yourself and you're not quite sure if this is your mind or Watley's mind that it just has to be that way to protect people from what you could become okay so the pain that I was feeling was just these things kind of moving uncontrolled? The pain that you were experiencing is the pain that it is to be in another person's body. You've only been accustomed to your body. You don't know what it is to be in inside anyone else. So you know their aches and pains and every person's body feels much, much different. Okay, seeing as how it seems less intuitive than I thought. I'm actually going to go into the house, into the kitchen, and, and take a seat. Okay. It's quite painful for you to get there, and you sit down. Is there anything that you do? Are you getting a drink of water, getting something to eat? I, I'm going to wait on food just because... I have no idea what's going on, so I will grab a drink of water. As you drink the water, you feel like you're not quite sated. Like, there's nothing... It's like drinking nothing to you. Let me open the fridge and see what's in there. In the fridge, you see stacks and stacks of butter, salted and unsalted. And in the very back, you see a milk carton. There are also eggs. I will look puzzled at the butter, and I will reach back to the carton of milk and open it and take a whiff. You do so, and your senses are overwhelmed by Watley's senses. And it seems as though the smell's good to you, appetizing. With that, I will refill the glass with this liquid, which I'm hoping is milk, and drink it down. 
Do you just do it very quickly like that? Yes. Frantically, you pour the substance into the glass, set down the bottle, and you just gulp. And you are chugging what might be lamb's or pig's blood, but it could be something different. It's just kind of hard to tell when you're chugging so hard and fast. When I'm done and I realize I'm just going to set the glass down and then have a seat. The pain is gone. You feel fine now. You could certainly walk. It's almost as though your joints and everything feel loosey-goosey again. Ooh, that's almost more concerning. If there's anything left in the carton, I will close it and put it back in the fridge. Uh, rinse out the glass because I don't want somebody walking in on that and then I will if I'm feeling okay start towards the starfire okay Bellamy and Edward back in the starfire you're both just kind of having a nice therapy session with Alaria. And what I mean by that is that she's mostly telling you all of the things that she's been thinking and feeling over the past few days, how she's really at odds with her sisters, that she really felt like this was going to be a brand new start for everyone. Everyone was being so cool. And then suddenly, you know, Mary's back on her bullshit. And her other sister is absolutely missing. She just doesn't know what to think or do. And, you know, But enough about me. Like, how are you? It's been a long time since either one of you have said anything. Sorry. It's fine. I, uh, I actually appreciate it. Um, I don't think I have much to say. And uh, it's kind of cathartic hearing you talk about you and your family. So I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Um, So maybe when the others get back, you know, and they found out a little bit more about what is happening with the police and all of that other good stuff, we can, um, you know, maybe work on a plan to go and see my sister. (laughs) They've been gone a while. Uh, They should be back by now, you would think. I hope nothing's gone wrong. Is there a way we could get in contact with them? Hmm. I don't think so. Let me go check on these televisions. Maybe we can watch them. And she walks over to that little bank of televisions and starts turning knobs. And she waves both of you to come over and check it out. Watch watch what's going on. Oh, uh, here they are. Clara and Max. So we called Alaria on the walkie-talkie. Yes. How much time has passed since then? Is this right after? Or? Moments. Well, hopefully, yeah, hopefully they they got it set up. I mean, like, also, like, do you think this is a good look for me? Like uh, <laughs> these shorts, like this, or what do you think? I mean, most people couldn't pull off that look, but it, you're, you know, you can pull off most looks. People can't pull off, so. 
as he flicks his, his mullet back and forth. <laughs> you should have play. Uh, you, you're, you're a charmer, Rosie. You're a charmer. Oh, hey, guys. Oh, my gosh. Ed. Uh, 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 Bellamy. Oh, thank God. You guys are back. I was getting worried about you. Uh, yeah, it's... Things happened. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Todd? That's yeah. Good that's a good question. <laughs> hey, uh, 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 mind bomb. Hey, uh, hey, did you, uh, did you get the, uh, did you get those cameras set up? Did you, did you, did you look into that thing we asked you to? Oh, I'm so sorry. I got really carried away in this really delicious, juicy conversation with these two glorious nerds. <laughs> sorry. Oh, yeah, no problem. Uh, hey, uh, be sure to tell Nighthawk thanks for this, and Max will hold up the walkie-talkie. Mind Mom just cocks her head and looks at Nighthawk and then looks back at you. Oh, boy. Okay, so the thing about this is, and don't be mad, everyone, is that I pulled one out and... <laughs> was that bad? And Alaria jumps up, grabs the walkie-talkie out of your hand, and looks at this little serial code on the back of it. Did you contact anyone with this? Uh, Did you contact anyone with it? We contacted you? Yeah, we thought it was you. Wait, did you not? Did it not go to you? We heard your... We heard your voice and we said, is this Alaria? And you said, yes. She crushes this thing in her hand. And you see as this thing that looked pretty indestructible to you just crumples. And there are just pieces of it falling to the floor. What did you say? When did you call? I called not too long ago and... Might have what did you say? What did you say? Pick pick it up. Pick it up. Something about Todd being ethereal and at the Watley farm. What? Uh, ethereal? Uh, what, what do you mean by ethereal? Yeah, he's a ghost now. Uh, what? Okay, okay, everyone here, except for you two, roll sanity. Eleven. I got a 71 out of 65. I have full luck points anyway, so yes, I will go ahead and use the 14. Also, I have a quick question that I meant to ask you before. Do I remember the things that happened in the gray and that's why Bellamy went a little a little off kilt when she saw Laria? Yeah, for sure. So one of the things that, you know, over this period of time where you've had this deep stretching um, and testing of friendship over whether or not you saw what you saw, all of those things, there's just some things that you've packed away as maybe this was a dream even, you know, but you feel like it's really real. And so it's like you've spent all of this time reconciling the fact that Perhaps that actually didn't happen. And now you have moved on. You have started doing Tai Chi. 
You are essentially a much more healthy and whole person because you've been able to overcome this massive hallucination only to find out that, uh uh-huh, yeah, it did happen. And that's a lot to handle. Okay. That's That's what I figured. Cool. Bellamy and Edward both passed their sanity rolls. So both of you, in this moment where it would be so easy for you to accept reality, right? Like, there's no such thing as ghosts, and there's no such thing as time reset. You know that you have all been through some shit together. And it's not really when someone tells you something bad has happened. It's not really something where you feel like it's altering your reality. It just feels like, I trust you. Okay, tell me more. So going forward for this group, when you are recounting something that has happened, something horrific, that's not going to cause you to rule sanity any longer. When you experience new horrors, your mind will be stretched to the brink of destruction and will have to figure out what happens then and there. But storytelling? Nah, y'all good. Yeah, he's a ghost now. <laughs> so, okay, here's what happened. Here's what, real quick. I'll give you, I'll give you the cliff notes. This, yeah, cliff notes. Uh, so, uh, you remember how he was hurt? Cause the hole and the, the 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 crazy tree branch that went in there. So we tried to get him fixed up with like a nurse off the books. Uh, but then uh, it turns out also, by the way, I don't think it's the police that are after us. It's actually a cult that worships Todd's ability to explode. Uh, yep. So. Okay. <laughs> yep. Um. Yep. You you guys know that, right? You two know that that he can explode. Yeah, it's the. It's the cult part. Yeah, so it's like one of those, like, you know, classic, uh, uh cleanse in the fire cults. You know, yeah, cl- yeah, classic, classic death cult. You know, you know, come on. Yeah, yeah, okay. Classic. You, you love to see them. So they wanted him to explode. And so they, I guess they're the ones that actually attacked and burned down your house because they love fire. Makes sense, right? The flamethrowers. They're just infiltrated the police, apparently. So. We go out there and we try. Also, I met your friend uh, uh, Melange. I met that guy. Yeah, he's a nerd. I don't it's like him. He likes books. And, yeah, yeah, he sucks. He gave me this book though with a bunch of pictures of Todd. We could look at that later, but because there's a lot of like, there's like hot pictures of him in here. Anyway, there's um. So we go. We try to get. We try to get this nurse to like fix Todd up, but then. Then they try to make him explode because it turns out it's like they double-crossed us and they're part of the cult. But instead of exploding, he just turned into a big pile of ash, but then his voice was all, ooh, spooky around. Right, right, Rosie? Right? Is this all tracking with you? Yeah. That's... That's essentially... Yeah, go on. You're doing a great job. Awesome. Great. (laughs) Todd. You get to the dumpster and you see Clara's hulking bodyguard still standing 
guard over the Dempster entrance. Hey there. Uh, this is gonna come as a little bit of a shock, but I was here previously with Clara and Max, and, um, some things happened, and I was wondering if you could maybe go get them? He looks you in the eye, because now you are just eye to eye the same height. No, man, I don't think that's going to happen for you. Uh, Okay, uh, well, can you give her a message for me? Who? Clara. I don't think I know anybody named Clara, I'm sorry. The mayor? This is her bar. I mean, you'd have to know her. I don't... I don't follow politics, man. I don't know what you I don't know what you fucking want from me. <sighs> okay, well, you do a really great job. I just just want to leave with that. Great job. I'm going to go grab a drink. Forget everything I said. I don't even know who you fucking are, dude. Get the fuck out of my face. I just shoot him a thumbs up as I walk to the main entrance. Yeah, I'll shove that up your asshole if you show it to me again. Get the fuck out of here. So, I walk to the main entrance? You get to the main entrance. You are not charged to cover, oddly enough. When you were in Todd body, many times new bouncers and stuff would charge you the cover fee because they didn't know who you were. But it seems like you get better preference and treatment in this new hot bod. Wow, it, it seems that being taller really is a perk. You get inside of the bar, and you can use your Todd knowledge to know where to go to get into the back room, because you helped design this place. I will do so, but without drawing attention. Roll stealth. 26 out of 20. So I will use six luck points to make that work. Okay. Now, is that Watley stealth? Or do, or do you well, I don't have do Watley you... stealth, so I don't know. Okay. Okay. You could certainly try. Uh, I mean, you I could mean, try anything. Okay, yes. Versus using luck, I would love to use Watley's stealth abilities. Okay. Using Watley's stealth. You sit down at the bar, you order a drink, and you stir with the little plastic stirrer. And you're looking at yourself in the mirror behind the bar, just gazing at your reflection, understanding this is a totally different person that's cohabitating your body with you. And you run your fingers through your hair, and then you take your hands and you just wipe your face with both hands. And you look back in the mirror and there is no one there. The little stirring stick continues to stir even as you have released it. Oh shit. Oh, this might work. And then I will now go to the 
secret room. Okay. You get into the secret room and you see Bellamy and Edward react in this like a ghost kind of a way. And Max is just like, uh, yeah. And then Max, roll listen for me. You got it. Rolled a 40 under 70. So regular success. If anyone else wants to roll listen, you can do so as well. I'll go ahead and do that. I will also try. 54 out of 80, so regular success. 44 to 60, so also regular success. I did not succeed. So Edward is like reeling with this information. He's just been talking about Leo. Now you're telling him that this other friend of his could possibly be dead as well. And all of you here, except for Edward, a door open and close behind you. But no one walks in. Todd, roll a d100 for me. 29. Using Watley's knowledge of the Cthulhu mythos, you pull out a small vial from your coat pocket. You take out a little dropper. All of you see a small dropper float up into the air. The stopper is taken out. One drop just seems to drop in the air. As you watch this drop just disappear and Todd and Watley, you consume this small drop. You use Watley's knowledge to smear this liquid over the roof of your mouth and you feel this like pinching sensation as these tentacles surrounding your stomach sort of move again and you can almost feel like you know how it feels like when you get really embarrassed and you blush and you feel that hot rush all over your skin and your face that's happening in these circles around your stomach because the first things that become visible were they not your you know, hidden under clothes, would be these color-changing tentacles. The rest of you see Watley kind of come into the room, and he just sort of blinks in. Well, that's how you make an entrance. I... How did you... You, you shouldn't be here. So, what, I, what I'd like to really drive home right now is that I appear to be Watley, but I am in fact... Stop! Roll power. Oh, oh man. No. All of some, all of some full metal alchemist greed and ling shit right here. Oh, shit. <laughs> 10 out of 65. Well, actually, 10 out of 13 for an extreme success. Great. The side of you that wants to tell your friends who you are, that you are Todd, the person that you 
that has been for them through all of their bullshit. These people get together. They're in and out of bed with one another. They love each other. They run for mayor. They try new things. And Todd remains consistent. The scientist, the caretaker, the the giver of humor in moments where perhaps it doesn't belong, but is there to be enjoyed. But as Watley, you don't want to reveal that you can be consumed, that you can be borrowed, that you are somehow weak. And your power role for Watley keeps Todd from revealing himself to his friends. And Watley just, Watley just stops what he's doing. And it looks like this train of thought that he was going through just completely halts and he looks up at you. Everyone rolls spot hidden. I got a 39 out of 46 for a success. I rolled 58 out of 25. 44 out of 65. 79 over 75. Nope. Without any hard successes from the group, you all are just like, "Uh uh-huh, waiting for the next thing. I reach up and and run my hand through my hair. What, What I meant to say is your friend Todd, he came to my estate and he talked to me and he let me know what was happening, but he unfortunately disappeared. Wait. I mean, he was already a ghost, so he just, he stopped talking to you or? Well, you have to understand, like, he saw something that was a little horrifying, but I don't know, something, something in him was no longer attached here and so now he's gone like to a permanent end like what are you talking here well I don't know obviously okay Uh, maybe he'll come back maybe when things reset like they have he'll be here in his normal body that's and, and he trusted you with the location of the hideout at the Starfire. Yes, we had a long conversation. See, I Nicholas is fine. I told you. Even Todd believes that now. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, wise guy, did he touch you at all? No. I will rule a psychology. I roll nothing because I trust Nicholas. (laughs) I will also roll psychology. I would like to roll that as well. While this is going on, I'm going to walk across the room and stand next to Nicholas. 65 over 40 did not. No. 59 out of 50, but I'd like to use nine luck points. 25 out of 30. I'm actually going to use 10 luck points and make it a hard success. Clara and Edward, you both look at one another 
And it's almost as though you've exchanged this information internally. Like, you know, when you're in a room with someone and you both just think like, something isn't right here. And just knowing that someone else thinks that bolsters you and makes you like, yeah, something isn't right. They can tell too. Claret, you definitely nod at Edward. And Edward, you are able to see that Watley is talking as fast as he can, trying to say whatever he can to make you all feel comfortable and appeased. This is definitely not the whole truth, but you know that a good liar doesn't lie completely. A good liar tells half lies and half truths. I immediately pull the gun that Max gave me out from the back of the pants where I left it. I point the gun at Watley. Bells. Alaria will do the same thing to back you up. Uh, Bells, step away. Edward, that's not necessary. I step in front of Nicholas. Look, um, I, I understand. Okay, I get it. We've had these conversations many times. I know that you guys do not like him and do not trust him. And I get it. But what? What we do not uh, need to do is get violent um, here. That's not not a solution. And I'm not choosing sides. I'm not. I just, I I don't want to watch. I I don't want to be a part of this. Bellamy, thank you for stepping up. I, I do appreciate it. But if drawing a gun on me makes them feel more comfortable, then it's fine. I'm unarmed. I mean you no harm. Whatever makes you feel better. And I'll raise my hands up into the air. Do you move out of the way? I think that you can see that Bellamy is struggling a lot and she's just kind of frozen in place. I'm not I'm not going to move. Bells. Remember that time when we're all in college and we're up late drinking at Claire's room on top of that bar? And Todd got way too drunk and he passed out and we have so many good memories together and I'm not going to accept that Watley just spoke to Todd the ghost and he's gone. Something's not right. A real liar tells half truths and I know he's hiding something from me. I want to fast talk Bellamy into moving out of the way. Okay, go ahead and try. 89 out of 65, so that is not great. Okay. Uh, I am going to use 25 luck points to make it a success. So I've used 35 luck points. Okay. Bellamy? I would be okay with like... Bell walking towards Edward, which is still technically out of the way because it's moving forward. It's just she just doesn't want to see the violence more than anything. It's it's less about specifically protecting Nicholas, but so Bellamy, you've been a psychologist. You understand when someone is trying to de-escalate a situation, and perhaps in a way. Edward is trying to de-escalate the situation. And 
he wants you to feel like what he is doing is meant to protect you and is also meant to protect the group. So he is at least presenting this in a way where it, where it seems to you like this isn't a vendetta against Watley. It is a means to protect the whole and for him, the family. If you'd like, you can roll against this. Otherwise, you can make whatever move you want. If you're gonna, if you're gonna give in to what he wants in, in some fashion, you can do that. But if you're going to contest it, let me know. Okay. So, I am going to begin walking towards Edward and away from Nicholas. I, I don't want to believe that suddenly Todd's just gone either. I want us to look into this. I want us to go to the farm, see where he last was, and investigate it ourselves because we, as a group, trust each other, know each other, love each other. We need to know the truth for ourselves, not somebody else's word. But we also don't need to do it with a gun. I agree, Bells. I think we need to go to the farm. I I can't believe that Todd just vanished. And I, I just, I have to know what happened. And also I step aside away from the line of the gun. Yeah, I would, I would agree. Wasn't there supposed to be some kind of wizard there that was supposed to help Todd? Maybe the, we can ask the wizard dude or something. Yeah. Todd, you can reveal this information. Unfortunately, the individual you were searching for is not at my estate. Uh, he's actually lost to me as well. Oh. Lost how? Well, I know he's alive, but he's being held somewhere. By you? Well, then he wouldn't be lost to me, Edward. Look. You just show up in our secret lair, invisible, and you tell us that Todd is gone. What do you want me to believe? That you're one of us now? That I'm just supposed to accept that you're a part of our group? That you're a friend? Edward, you do not have to trust me. It's purely your choice. I will do the best I can to help, but like it or not, Todd asked me to help, and I am here to help. He, I mean, Todd at least gave him the information about where we were, so that's, that has to mean a little bit of something, anything. But again, Nicholas, I'm sure that you will understand that we need to, for ourselves, know what caused Todd to disappear from you. What he saw, what he was doing, we need to know. Watley, you can access Todd's memories and you know that there is a safe word that this group uses. And you're going to access that safe word and just blurt it out to them, you know, because like, oh, clearly this is going to make everyone feel better. Do you remember the safe word? If 
If it makes any difference whatsoever, he did say something very strange to me. He said there was some sort of meaning attached to it. Do the words, X gonna give it to you, mean anything to you whatsoever? Yeah, that... Uh, he he wouldn't have told you that unless he trusted you. Uh, that I mean, is a secret. Uh, I just don't want to believe he's gone. I just... From what I understood uh, of the brief moment that we had to chat, he thinks perhaps he could still be brought back or restored. However, it's tied up with the order, of which, obviously, you've just learned. Edward is visibly shook and slowly lowers the gun. I turn around and show my back to Watley as I brush a tear out of my eye. Look, I don't trust you. But I, I need to know what happened to Todd. So, if we're going to make this work, you take us back to wherever you last saw him. Watley, you know that you shouldn't take these people back to your estate. It is dangerous for them. Your brother can be very difficult to control sometimes. But the part of you that is Todd also really wants to help them understand that it is you in this body as well. And Todd, you come to this realization that the two of you cannot exist together in this vessel. One of you must die. So you will need to either find a new host, which means finding a body. And you spent tremendous luck getting into Watley's body. You also know that through examining Watley's mind, he has mastery over some magical spells that you think could potentially be wielded by you. So you're going to have to come to terms with who will die. Will it be Todd or will it be Watley? That being said, you know you shouldn't take them to the Watley estate. The next best thing is to give them information about the Order of the Supernova. And you know, the biggest supporter of the Order goes by the title of the Red Giant. Edward, Clara... Bellamy and Max. I realize that you want to go to where Todd was, but remember that Todd 
wasn't actually there. Just his spirit. There's nothing there that you could look at or find anything out about. I think the most important thing would be to find this order and try to get information out of them, and perhaps that might lead to Todd being restored. I can see that. That makes sense. I mean, if they've, they're they worshipping him, they're studying him, they're all about him, they probably have a lot more information about the weird spooky parts of Todd, whereas we know like all the cool good parts. So yeah, okay, that makes sense. Well, what little I do know is that they're I don't know, somebody high up in their ranks is known as the Red Giant. It's an interesting star-related reference. Uh, Todd found it very amusing. Uh, But he did let me know that this was a good lead towards finding the Order. Clara and Max, when Watley says the Red Giant, something kind of pops up in your collective memory of the really tall young man in the red hoodie. He was extremely interested in Todd. And perhaps that is a lead. Oh my god, Clara, do you remember uh, that kid? That, uh, oh, I can't remember. It was such a whirlwind. There was a kid in the in the dentist chair down there. And he was uh, uh, with the, not the old creepy nasty pervert dentist man, but with the, one of those kids. Oh, okay, yeah. I I I I, uh, I I scared the shit out of him and told him to come back and bring all of his friends. So he's probably back. He might he might know a bit more too. I mean, they were actively trying to make it happen. The big boom. So we need to go back to that cellar. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> Well, it's a lead. Uh, maybe maybe they can help us bring Todd back. I actually think this is a really good idea for all of you. Um, I have some very important business to attend to with my sister. Um, oh, is, like it, is it our Childhood fault? again. No, no, it's just... Um, I'm pretty sure that she was impersonating me when she talked to you, and that really makes me mad. Oh, no. I don't like that. Yeah, no, no, no. That cannot stand. So, um, I'm gonna try and meet up with her and see what the hell has happened. And, um, why don't we maybe just reconvene here tomorrow night? Yeah? Sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. I mean, I'm sure you guys will actually be back here because you don't have a home anyways. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for that reminder. I'm so sorry (laughs) about that. I'm very sorry to... I say things as they come to me, mm. and I'm I'm not known for tact. <sighs> Nighthawk, let's go. Yeah, let's let's go back to that cellar. Let's. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, uh, I'm going to need a road beer. Do, is it since the cops aren't actually after us? I'm going to go upstairs and and uh, get a drink. Uh, <laughs> it's on the house. <laughs> awesome! Oh hell yeah! <laughs> You're the best, Rosie. Ah. It's the point in having a cabaret if I can't supply drinks for my friends. Anyone want one? Anyone Anyone else want some road beers? Road beers? I mean, it's just down the street. You know what? Fuck it. I'll take one, Max. Okay, yeah, that's right. That's right. 
Bellissima? Mwah? Huh? Uh, uh, no, no thank you. Alright, alright. Also, Ed, we're gonna talk about some, uh, Edward, we're gonna talk about some gun safety later, okay? Uh, especially when pointing a weapon in a secret lair that we don't want people to know we're in. Perhaps maybe an, uh, an unsuppressed weapon might have been a... Listen, emotions are running high. Also, Watley, um... No, I'm not gonna get you anything. And he... And Max goes upstairs. <laughs> Max, when you get upstairs and you get to the bar, you notice that there is this drink sitting on the very end of the bar, and it's just stirring. There's no one there. There's no one touching it. There's just a little plastic stirrer that continues to stir no matter what. I will look around at the bar, not really trying to get anyone's attention, but the, anyone seeing this? Anyone else seeing this? Anyone else seeing this shit? There's a lady behind the bar that makes eye contact with you. She goes, I ain't touching that shit. No. Uh-uh. Yeah, yeah me neither. Fuck this thing. I, That's probably a spell, and I'm not having that. Same here. No thank you. Only, hey, hey. The only, the only spell I need is to, is to spell out B-E-E-R. Am I right? All right. Now, now you got my attention. <laughs> yeah, all right. And she takes a drink of the beer that she is drinking while she's working. Yeah, and all right. Do you come from back in the back? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're, I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need like. Uh, let's see. Edward wants one. Maybe Rosie wants one. Bellissima said no, but I'll get her one. And then there's one for me. So I'm gonna need about six beers. All right, baby, you got it. Can I give him, like, a little, like, carrier thing? She pulls out one of those ice buckets and gets you a nice little six-hour of beers. Hey, uh, uh, Rosie said this was on the house. Oh, baby, I know anybody that comes from back there is always on the house. Oh, <laughs> I like you. What's your name? My name's Laura. Laura? All right. Hey, nice to meet you. I'm, uh... Hey, I'm from the back. That's all you need to know right now. All right. <laughs> all right, boy from the back. <laughs> boy from the back. Hey, now. Watch yourself. No, thank you. you oh, you don't want to watch yourself. All right, bye. I'll see you later. <laughs> okay, bye. I go back downstairs. Road bucket. All right, let's go. We're go because we're going to need these. Trust me, because that place is <gasps> is a nightmare. Yeah, I think that's actually good planning. I would like Maslow to stay. So I'm going to feed Maslow because Clara keeps food there for the puppies. <laughs> so I'm going to feed Maslow and put a little water bowl and put some puppy pads down so that he's safe and comfortable. I kneel down next to Clem and I say to her, so I, I, I've got to go for a little bit. Um, we're going to go find Todd. Uh, keep an eye on Maslow, okay? And... I'll be back soon. She licks the tip of your nose, but she follows you out the door. Okay. Well, uh, come along then. Okay. And uh, I, I guess we should go. Everybody, uh, everybody good? Yep. Hell yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Are these twist tops? Which exit do you guys take? Do you take the dumpster exit or the main entrance exit? I would lead the way to the dumpster exit. So you walk out of the dumpster exit. Give me a marching order. I'm in between Watley and Bells. 
I'm probably in the back. Hey, uh, Max, just just let you know, I had the safety on the entire time. I know how to use a gun, so hopefully I didn't scare you or anything. Oh, no, 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 I was fine. I was fine. I was just nervous about making a lot of noise when we're trying to be stealthy. That's all. I understand, though, you, maybe you felt we were in a, in a compromised position and you had to tactically ascertain it. I, I understand. I've been there, done that, been in a bunker, had people betray. It's all fine. It's all good. Don't worry about it. Look, there's something about this Watley guy that doesn't sit right with me, so just keep an eye on him, okay? Yeah, he just kind of popped up out of nowhere. Ever since I got here, things have been crazy, so I've just been rolling with it. So I'm just taking my cues off of y'all about these uh, other folks. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Yeah, here you go. I take the beer and I immediately start pouring some of it out onto the ground. This one's for you, Leo. And then I down the entire beer. Hell yeah. As you guys emerge from the dumpster hall and out into the alley, Clara, your bodyguard dude, Jimmy says, I just want you to know that there was somebody here, and he looked how can I say this politely? Overly goth. (laughs) Not not our crowd. And um, I don't know how he knew this was an entrance, but I told him to fuck right off. So, but I wanted you to know that this uh, this might be compromised. Thank you. You're so good at your job, Jimmy. I know. Thank you. That, That means a lot to me. Yeah. I, I, I appreciated it. I mean, count on you. Yeah. Uh, what the fuck are you doing out here? Jesus Christ. You motherfucker. You motherfucker. And he pulls out these, like, brass knuckles. And he's like, how'd you sneak in here, you son of a bitch? Calm down, Jimmy. She's aware that I'm here. It's fine. You're an excellent bodyguard, and I'm sure she wouldn't want it any other way. Well, that is accurate. Uh, is this the guy, Jimmy? So we let goths in here now? Well, wow. I was just I try, passing through. I try not to judge. Um, usually we don't let this one in here, but um, he's helping us out. Understood. Yeah. So he's clear to come mm, in through the back now? Uh, I think this is kind of like a one-time thing. More like a probationary period, like... I'll let you I know, know if everything that about probation. You got it. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep you apprised. Okay. All right. Be careful, everyone. Thanks, Jimmy. There's some crazy shit happening around here. Sure is. As you all leave, what does everyone do? What are you looking at? What are you looking out for? Watley. Jesus. <laughs> I keep I keep them in front of me. Also, before we get too far uh, away from uh, the the hideout, I will say that while we were getting ready to leave, you know, while 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 Bells was getting the the the, the paper towels, the 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 '90s puppy pads ready, I was uh, switching out of my uh, hot cop pants and into my regular clothes. I'm out of my Aww. disguise, man. <laughs> He's still in his hot top pants. He's at least still wearing the shorts, but now he's just... Okay, he's altered the costume slightly. All right, he's altered the attire slightly. So he's still in hot pants. 
and he still got his, his booties on, so you still see a lot of leg, but now he's just wearing a tank top. He's not wearing, like, a button-up <laughs> cop shirt. I hope that the That's first fan art that we get of Max <laughs> is him in his hot pants, man. Please! <laughs> Please, somebody draw that. Moment three. Just, just carrying just, a bucket just of glorious. Yes. <laughs> He's carrying a restaurant-style bucket of Bud Light. <laughs> It's bottled. It's fancy. It's glass bottles. We're rocking glass. <laughs> All right. So you guys make quick time of walking across the town and you get to the cellar, but the doors are closed. Okay. So when me, when it was just me and Todd down there. So at the time when he was down there, he was like, eh, they think I'm a god. So let's, you know, freak him out. So I did some pretty nasty shit down there to freak out any to, to freak out the people that came back. Let me go down there first. See if maybe they cleaned it up. And if they didn't, we'll, I'll pull them out and then we can all talk to them. So cuz we just you let me just left a add in here that Todd did express that he regretted this significantly. Yeah, I regret it too. <laughs> You had a lot of time to talk to Todd. Yeah, uh, yeah so uh, I'm I'm gonna go. I'll, let me go first. I'll, I'll holler. I'm gonna. I'm, I'll, I'll look. I'm taking this so seriously. I'm putting the bucket down. All right. I'm gonna go down there. Now I'll go first. See if the see if these kids are here yet. And if they're not, then we can go from there. Okay. 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 I open the doors to the cellar. Are you going in stealthily or? Yeah, stealthily. So let's roll that up. Yeah, uh, 43 under 45 for a hard success. Okay. So you all watch as Max barely opens the door to the cellar and like slips in. And there's almost no amount of time where the light from the street lamp can get into the cellar. Max, you see a circle of lit votive candles. It smells amazing in here and all of these little candles are just in a circle around your message do i see anybody else is there anybody down there roll spot hidden yeah roll the 33 which is under my hard success 37 okay you take a couple steps down the stairs and you see that there is a red hoodie draped over a packed box. So there are some little moving boxes and things that are in the corner. And there's just a red sweater there. Definitely the same sweater that was being worn by that one kid. Father? Uh, hey kid, are you back? Yes, sir. Nice. Are you, uh... Decent? You see, as this young man walks into the center of these candles... Yes, sir. I am back. I was... Sir, I was... Blessed blessed how 
he takes his hands and you see that they look like they are like red and kind of shiny and he rubs his hands together back and forth and you see this very very small flame the supernova chose me sir and when they didn't believe sir I I can trust you right you're you're a beloved friend of the supernova yeah absolutely I'm like the I'm like the uh, uh, John the Baptist of supernovas let's go yeah absolutely I set one of them on fire. Oh, oh. I showed them the power of the supernova. I showed them that he chose me. It wasn't just a name, it was true. I am the red giant. Oh. Oh, you really are the red giant. And not just a name. In power, too. I'm sure that if I could just devote more time, I could... I could truly absorb more of the power that the supernova has set aside for me. How did you get that power? I don't know. It just happened, you know? You know, we all left and... I don't know, something happened. I it's like all of a sudden the supernova became more more powerful. I could feel it, sir. He lets the flame extinguish and his face is not as lit. The rest of you notice that Max has been gone for at least two minutes. And he has not said a word. Did he say he was going to give us a signal, or are we just supposed to follow him? Uh, I, I. It was pretty gruesome down there. Maybe he's cleaning it up. Yeah, he he uh, did say he wanted to check it out first. I mean, it's Max, and it hasn't been that long. Yeah, I don't know. It, there's a lot of a lot of bad Wait. stuff that happened around here. Is this? Is this where Todd died? Yes. Oh. How do you know that? It's... It's hard to explain. Try me. How do you... How do you say that to her? Do you look at her in the eye? Do you say it, like, kind of looking over her head? Like, how, how does Watley compose himself when she confronts him about this? I look over her head. Clara, roll spot hidden. 42 out of 25. You know, 42 should be like an instant success, actually. It should be. (laughs) The the secret crit number, yes. It it could be. You, You could make that rule right now. You can make that rule whenever you want, like right now. Like right yeah, now. That's great. Like when it's super convenient for you to reveal things to right? us. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 42, the secret crit number of the Welcome to St. Paxton podcast has been rolled. Clara, you see something in Watley's eyes. Just a glimpse. And you know that look because you have seen it thousands and thousands of times. It's the same look that Todd gives when he wants you to know something, but he can't quite reveal it. But you recognize this demeanor. And you can put together that perhaps Todd is somewhere inside of Watley and unable to come right out and say it. Um, how, how do you, how do you know all these things? You haven't seen, have you seen the cellar? What I mean to say is that, well, I, I haven't been entirely truthful. Max asked me if he touched me, and the answer is yes. And that was when he disappeared, and instead of, I guess he thought the knowledge was going to transfer out, it transferred in. I didn't do anything to him, so please don't get that idea. But I do remember those last moments. Oh, is Todd... There are is Todd with you? Yeah, you looked like Todd just now, like I know that expression. Mike, roll a D one hundred for me. Eighty-four. As Clara says, I know that expression, suddenly Watley's arms are on both of Clara's shoulders. And he shakes her pretty violently. And he screams in her face. Clara, 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 it's Todd. It's me. It's me. It's Todd. Todd? You all can hear the difference in his voice. Oh my, oh my God, you guys, it's Todd. Like, Watley takes his hands from your shoulders and grabs his hair in his temples. And he starts thrashing Max, you hear some commotion outside. Hey, uh, RG, um, big guy. Hey, um, is, don't go anywhere, all right? Because uh, we got some supernova-based, I got some more supernova-based questions for you, okay? Is that, you're not going to go anywhere, yes, right? Sir. Of course, I'm here to answer any questions about the supernova. Oh, great. Oh, I love it. Yes. Yeah. Really, it's an exchange of information because, you know, we're, we're in it. We're in it, right? We're in this thing together, right? Come on. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Don't go anywhere. I can't. That's the only exit. Thanks for telling me. I will head out the door. As Max comes out of the cellar doors, I once again have my gun pulled out on Watley. I fucking knew it. Todd, are you in there? Get out of there, Todd. Edward, Fight put the Watley. gun away. It's Todd. Todd, hold it together. Stay with me. Come back. 
You see as Watley starts scratching at his face and you see this stretching of skin as Todd kind of pushes out of Watley's face and then just instantly snaps back in. So you can see now that it is Todd inside of Watley. And then Watley's voice just screams out. Get him out of me! Now! I'm gonna rush over and try to grab his forearms to keep them away from scratching himself further. Uh, Todd, Nicholas, you both have to calm down. You've gotta... Just, we'll figure this out. Just stop. You don't hurt yourself. Roll strength. I rolled a 26 out of 65. You all see as Bellamy pulls Watley's arms back behind him and then just throws her shoulder in between his shoulder blades and holds him down onto the ground, but very calmly asserts that we just need to figure this out. Okay, I might have a bad idea. So there's a a teen with uh, fire magic down there. He's really into the supernova stuff. Maybe I should not be so quiet. I used to be a little quieter. Hold on. I closed the doors. Okay, so he could... The kid that I said was down there, he's got, like, scented candles, and he's making fire with his hands. He seems to know... He said the power of the supernova expanded, and now he could set people on fire. He sounds like a bad kid. Maybe we could put Todd in this kid. I don't know. Any port in a storm. Wait, come on. Can't, can't we just get Todd back? What? His body's gone. I don't know how to recreate a body. Maybe this kid can accept Todd's body or Todd's fire soul better than old uh, 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 stinky man over here. Todd, you hear Max saying maybe he can take this body. And you know now the power that Watley has. It is difficult to imagine giving that up right now. Wait, so you're saying we can pull Todd out of Watley and, and put it into some kid's body? Maybe. I'm, ju- I'm just saying if he's I if he's that, in there, he, we can put him somewhere else. Or maybe you can put himself somewhere else if that's what he's into. Todd, what do you think? Todd! Todd! <laughs> Todd, you decide now what happens Do you try to take the body of this young teen red giant? Do you consume the body of Nicholas Watley? Or does Nicholas Watley consume the knowledge and power of Todd? Watley has duties and responsibilities and I don't get a sense that he's necessarily a bad guy whereas this teen literally endeavored to kill me so I have a question Uh uh-huh if Todd goes away does this bath of the supernova shit stop did I do I do I have enough knowledge or does even Watley have the knowledge to determine that. So you're saying if Todd dies, so if you surrender Todd, does then the bath of the supernova and it's, and those that are 
trying to get to that point, does that just dissipate and stop? Yes. Also, does that mean an actual legit death of a character? If Todd full-ass sacrifices himself to stop a fucking cult. Mm, yeah, like beyond reset yeah. coming back. Yeah. yeah. I think that would be beyond reset, probably. Maybe. I don't like that. Maybe Unless we went to the gray and just harassed Darius. <laughs> I'm going to reveal this to you in gameplay. So... As Todd tries to think about, you know, what is best for St. Paxton, what is best for his friends, what is best for humanity in general, it is very clear that whether or not Todd wants to give power or not, that he can. Because Watley is who and what he is, he can hear the conversation that's happened below. And Max's told him that something happened. So Watley believes that because the power was increased by simply coming in contact with the monstrous brother and being in contact and inside of Watley's body, that that somehow amplified whatever it was that Todd is or does. And to him, it does make sense that if Todd were to not exist, then the fire in the boy's hands would also go away or at least be severely diminished, not spread. So there's this kind of calm meeting of minds between Watley and Todd, as both of you internally come to this conclusion that perhaps the best thing is that Todd is no longer an avenue to whatever lies out there. Because whatever power he has, he's gained from some kind of an elder god or someone has bestowed this power to him. And the more that grows, the more of a target St. Paxton becomes for unspeakable horrors. And jointly you come to the decision that yeah maybe Todd maybe if you didn't exist then this magic would dissipate and you stand in the void in your mind and in Watley's mind looking at each other. There is a tunnel. A very long and dark tunnel. Who 
who walks into the oblivion. Todd definitely would. Remembering the loss of his brother, how much grief that brought his family, but then also knowing that if something isn't done, there could be a greater loss of life. His friends could suffer even more. He would very willingly step out of existence for his friends. Without a goodbye, with no resolution, Clara, you watch as Watley's eyes go black completely. And you see this golden shape. It doesn't walk away, but it just disappears into Watley's eyes. And that's where we're going to call it. (sighs) I'll see you all in Take a Knee. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sad and I'm mad. I don't want to play this game anymore. I'm like so mad at Bellamy for like defending Watley over and oh over and over again. Oh god. Technically. Oh no, oh, we gotta discuss this taking me. Yeah. Oh yeah. no, yeah. no, 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 no. Alright, I'm so Yep. Bye. Bye. This episode was edited by Rob Anderson, the musician who made The Promenade, our opening and closing theme for season two of Welcome to St. Paxton. Find him on Twitter at Potentially Rob. This episode was produced by Hiroshi, and you can find him at Maybe Hiroshi. You can find the rest of the crew on Twitter as well. V is at Typical Veronica. Mike is at One Gaming Lane. Fred is at I Think I'm Fred. Steph is at Starlit Firefly. You can find Ben at Ben Stonic. And you can find me at Definitely Stacy. As always, you can follow the show at CAF Podcast and find a permanent link to the Discord in our bio. The podcast art was created by Evan Mitchell. You can find out more about their ventures on the podcast For Whom the Dice Roll. Want to take a look at the clues, information, or photos the cast has stumbled upon during the recording? Head on over to our website at www.cafpodcast.com and click on the link labeled The Show at the top of the screen. If you want to help support the show, please share us with your friends on your preferred social media and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. You can also back us on Patreon by going to www.patreon.com cafpodcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, you should check out some of the other Geekly Inc. shows, such as Random Encounters, Sayer, or You're a Wizard, Harry. One thing I've learned in my years of editing and producing this show 
is there are some episodes that stand out. Some episodes that just feel more important, feel larger. And I think it's incredible that we're able to create those moments even in ourselves repeatedly. And I hope that that translates to every single one of you fantastic people who are listening to the show, especially to the fine people who've decided to donate to us on Patreon. People like Richard Bruce. Richard, I genuinely hope this episode helps uh, spark something in you, some strong emotion, and you get some great enjoyment out of it. And that goes for everyone else, too. Uh, it should be self-explanatory. I figure I'll just say it just to cover my bases. Uh, let's see. Uh, there were some ashes. They got rubbed all over something. A little awkward. Uh, it's only awkward if you make it awkward. He melted a day. No, no, I think I think the guy, they think the dentist made it awkward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you also have a, you also still have as Watley a drive to be a dentist. <laughs> you carry, you know, you carry it with you. The things they I carry. I just want to get to the root of all evil. Uh, oh, for fuck's sake. Okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> It was nice having Wally around. It was cool that we had like in control of a character that like knew shit, but like he's gone now. He's decimated. <laughs> am I me or am I Wally? That's a great question and one that I really hope to answer for you. But right now, someone is in the kitchen making sandwiches. They're being very loud. So sorry about that. No worries. Tweet that we're streaming. Thank you. Okay, yeah, it's up if you guys want to retweet. Okay. I've never been more mad about somebody making a sandwich before. This is on the family Google calendar. <laughs> Everyone knows. <laughs> This was Man. a choice. What kind of sandwich are they making? Do you know? Can you tell? I don't know, but it's been in the microwave at least twice. Microwave? Yeah. How did a microwave get in? What is? Or maybe there's something else being made, but oh. it's sandwich you Sunday, put cold not mayo other on food a sandwich? Sundays. Oh, hot mayo! Hot mayo! Chicken you might as well tea. go ahead and put um, up on there while you're Retch at it. Oh, on no. it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Warm mail. Fuck. See, that's why you buy a panini press. Ooh, quiet, mm. but amazing. That does sound good. I have a regular pan and I've got a Dutch oven. I don't need no panini press. And get a George Foreman. <laughs> <laughs> what is how is a Dutch oven different from a regular oven? A Dutch oven is a cast iron pot that's coated in um, like an enamel ceramic. And so it's extraordinarily heavy. So you just do your regular oh, yeah. pan and you heat up, you put your butter and your sandwich on there, you do that. And then you just stick that pan on top of it and it squishes the shit out of it. Oh. And then you flip your sandwich over and then you squish it again. <laughs> 
And it's not a unitasker, you know? It does more than one thing. It also makes soups. <laughs> or anything else you want. I bought one not thinking it was going to be that heavy. And then I was just like, well, I'm not going to lift this in and out of the cabinet. So I'll just make all of my meals in it. And that's what I've been doing for weeks now. <laughs> so I made my taco meat in it. It's been great. Whoever's in the kitchen, are you done yet? How is that a Dutch They're oven with something else? It's also where you and your spouse or your person that you're having relations with <laughs> oh, God. are in the bed and you cover <laughs> up everybody's heads and you fart. That's also a Dutch oven. <laughs> I did that to Kim once. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's, that's, let's just say I'll never do it again. <laughs> Wise. <laughs> Uh, did not go well. <laughs> Kim and I don't get into fights. That was almost a fight. <laughs> I got a 71 out of 65. Hey, oh. V. Uh, now might be a really good time to remind you that we refreshed our luck, but only the the three of us, uh, Bellamy and Edward, did not get a chance to do that. Okay. People get rewarded for coming to show, coming to the oh! show. Just... <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, I kid, I kid. Bellamy, do you want to use your luck points to bring that down? No, no, I, I want to be punished. Jesus. Are you sure? <laughs> I didn't say no. You had, now, Stacy, you got to speak for your character. That's that might be you, but like you got to think about your character. Uh, I have full luck points anyway, so yes, I will go ahead and use. Uh, let's see, what is it? Six points. It's seven. It's six points or seven points, but because this is a sanity roll, it's double the amount. Oh, so it's fourteen oh, points. Yeah, that's... You're at full luck! <laughs> <laughs> They're my points. Yeah, no, I'll use the I'll use the 14. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> Only to find out that, uh-huh, yeah, it did happen. And that's a lot to handle. Makes your tum-tum hurt a little. Okay, that, that's, what I, that's what I figured. Cool. Yeah. Did, did, did the stress of this give... Give Bellamy IBS? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> the stress of it gave her belly tentacles. <laughs> no. Twatley puts it on his tongue. You can't. You you, you can't combine his name that way. Yes. <laughs> you just, oh my. Can't do that. Yeah, it's either Twatley or Wad. What do you? Which do you prefer? <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> JK, JK. I won't call it that. Oh um, I would like Maslow to stay. So I'm going to feed Maslow because Clara keeps food there for the puppies. <laughs> so I'm going to feed Maslow and put a little water bowl and put some puppy pads down so that he's safe and comfortable. I love that in an era where we are using fax machine technology, <laughs> Bellamy's also like, 
Also, we have puppy pads. Okay, well then I'll just put like an extra little blanket or some paper towels or something in a corner. Maslow will know. Okay. <laughs> or does Nicholas Watley consume the knowledge and power of Todd? Consume Watley. No, no, no. Yes. take the teen. Take the teen. Say Take the teen. Take the unnamed teen. I didn't even ask you the name. We, we, we won't feel, we won't feel we bad about check. anything. We don't even know his name. Step out of existence for his friends. I will be right back to call this a goddamn episode. <laughs> God damn it, Mike. Fuck what? you, Mike. Don't you fucking no. do this to me, Mike. No. I don't want to cry again. I knew it as soon as you asked that fucking question. I was I like, know. no, because no, that is no, the no. thing that Todd would do. Yeah, it makes too it's much sci- sense. Science-minded Todd would be like, it. yeah, no, this, yep, oh. let, let, let me pick the logical, save it, save the most people. And Bastard, I served you up a boy, all right? <laughs> With that kind of power, would love to be used to boy. Be careful with that phrasing. <laughs> yeah. No, I know exactly what I'm saying. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs>